This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hast thou e'er thought, oh, if only there were more hours in the day? With the exception of Can the Wizard, a lot of us wish we had more time. But if time became untethered and was truly unlimited, what would you even do? You have to know what you value to make use of such a gift. And therapy can help you find what matters to you most, so you can do more of it. Even without all the time shenanigans. I know therapy has allowed me to consider what matters most to me, allowing me to become a better friend and happier wizard. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com magic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash magic. matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Uh, hey, this is Craig up in the space station. I mean, on regular regular Earth. Uh, just setting everything up to make it convincingly seem like this episode is live. So let me just find the right sound effects here. Oh, and speaking of live podcasts, uh, this week's episode is brought to you by the Chicago Podcast Festival. Chicago 17th to the 19th. That's pretty soon. 35 podcasts on five different stages. Shows like Bullseye, Crybabies, Hello from the Magic Tavern with special guest Scott Adsit. I'm interested in that one. Kevin McDonald's Kevin McDonald Show with special guest Bob Saget, uh, Risk, The Room Where It's Happening, Selected Shorts, Too Odd for Radio, Song Exploder, and a lot more. Get tickets and info at chicagopodcastfestival.org. Seriously, check it out. Uh, oh, and it's also brought to you, as usual, by Cards Against Humanity. Thank you so much, Cards Against Humanity. Okay, I think I have the fake audience noises all queued up here. Uh, take it away, sir. Warning, the following podcast is not real. It does not prove that there are other worlds beyond your own. So don't go getting any troublesome ideas in your head. And to prove it's not real, this episode is being recorded live in Anaheim, California, as part of the Now Hear This podcast festival. I mean, you can't get much more not real than that. And you know, since we're talking about a podcast festival, it has me thinking, why do I always have to listen to just Hello from the Magic Tavern? For once, I'd like to listen to something else for a minute or two. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm going to take a moment to listen to this instead. On September 23rd of 1880, Daniel Long and his wife Emma stepped outside their farmhouse. Emma walked toward their children, who were playing out in the front yard near the road, while Daniel headed toward the pasture to check on his horses. As they did, a buggy approached from the down the lane. The children dropped what they were doing and rushed to the edge of the yard. It was Judge Peck, and that meant presence. Every time he drove by, it seemed, the judge had something new to give the kids. A small toy, an apple, sometimes even a book. 
Daniel Long must have heard the buggy pull up, but he didn't have time to stop and chat. Instead, he just shouted a hello and raised his hand. Everyone turned toward the shout. Judge Peck waved back, and Emma and the kids smiled at Daniel. And then, mid-stride, he vanished. His family screamed and rushed to where he'd been standing, but all they found was an empty yard. There was no hole, no bush or tree to hide behind. Out in the open, one minute he'd been there, and the next, gone. Of course, the neighbors were called over, and dozens of people searched the fields for hours. Long after sunset, though, everyone was sent home, lanterns in hand, without ever finding Daniel. For centuries, cultures around the globe have spoken of the power of in-between spaces, crossroads, borders, places where worlds seem to melt together, where the veil is thinner than usual. Some people refer to these spaces as liminal, like the space within the frame of an open door. When you're standing within one, you're equally absent and present in both rooms. While these locations are rare and difficult to find, some are more prominent than others. Sometimes they even appear right in the middle of our busy modern lives, resulting in chaos, mystery, even tragedy. And judging by what happened in March of 2015, at the intersection of Clark and Irving Park, <laughs> even something as pedestrian as a Chicago Burger King drive through can lead to certain death. <laughs> I'm Aaron Mankey, and this is Lore. Oh, great. That's just what we need. A much more popular podcast starting to get the word out about the existence of other dimensions. Now there's a chance I'm going to have to go kill the guy from Lore. And from his voice, he sounds super jacked. Well, I suppose I've delayed the show long enough. Let's get to the business at hand. Hello from the Magic Tavern. A weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. Uh, if you've never listened to the podcast before, hello, welcome. Uh, this is all you need to know. About a little less than two years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift. I don't know exactly how it works. Don't think too hard about it. But I use that to upload a podcast that I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, where we are now. <laughs> it's a, it's a bo more boisterous than usual tavern. Uh, in the town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. And... I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. 
I am about to lose control. I don't know, I don't know how you would know anything about that. Uh, but I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chunt, the King of the Badgers. Oh, yeah, baby. So what have you been up to, Chunt? Oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little, little bit of this, a little bit of that? Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I was um, thinking, it, it seemed from, from uh, the bathroom, it seemed like this is a pretty rowdy crowd tonight in the Vermilion Minotaur. Oh, yeah. But I thought to teach you Foon's most popular drinking game. I didn't tell it to you because people, when they hear about it, they go crazy. They love it so much. They couldn't love it more. It's, it's maybe what people in Foon love most. Really? Yeah. Do you want to play? Yeah, sure. You You're tankered? Oh, I do. Great. I do. I have my... So uh... this game is called Jar Jar Clinks. <laughs> What you do is each person no, has a no, jar. I'm out. Each person has a jar of I'm mead. Out. I'm out. What? Misa no one to play this game. What is that voice? No, no. I'm never going to do that voice ever again. I've never I heard promise. that voice, but I hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So each person has a jar of beer. Okay. What you do is you play with however many people. You close okay. your eyes. You point at one other person in the group. Okay. And if when you open your eyes, you're pointing at the same person that's pointing at you, you clink your jars and you drink for three seconds. And then whoever has the most beer at the end buys the next round. I don't know. It's called Jar Jar Clinks. <laughs> if you had to guess, is the origin of Jar Jar Clinks in Foon someone being like, love this name, let's figure something out for it? No, I feel like it has a deep, rich history, and um, <laughs> you should respect that I taught it to you. Okay, let's, all right, let's, let's play a round of Jar Jar Clinks. Okay, here we go. Okay. Close your eyes. Point at someone in the bar. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, clink. clink, jar jar clink. All right. And we drink. All right. Just call me Colonel Clink. What's that? That's the Earth people are pretty ambivalent about. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. You know what? I feel like this game would be better if we added another person to it. So we're, we are joined, also as always, by my other co-host, Usador the Lighter Blue. <laughs> devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas, the elves know me as Fiang Yalak, the Fang dwarves Yelly. know me as Zonin Hoogstangis. Shut up, and I am known in the Northeast as Gaston. Jar Jar Clay. And there may be other secret names you do not know yet. I, and some of these names may be perfectly harmless, but yea, these other names, if they are uttered aloud... They would surely rend the skin from your very skull. Your eyeballs would surely shoot out of your face and fly into your friend's mouth, and that's just gross. So many of the things that happen with your name are eyeball-related, I've noticed. Yes. That's a clue. <laughs> you sort of, how have you been? You're, you're, Good. Just... Good. Is that it? No, I've recently returned to the plane of the living after being released from my vampiric curse, and now here I return to you now as Usador, as you see before you, returned all my former glory. Yes. <laughs> how are you? Nobody asked how Arnie is. No yeah, one, Arnie, no one asked how I am. How are you? Yeah. I'm good. What's I'm next? Great. What's next? You're yeah. great? Yeah. 
you're great. Yeah. You haven't seen your family in two years and you're great. That's your response? Think again. Look, I, I love my family. I'm, 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 I'm desperate to... Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was just distracted because I don't see your wedding ring. I... My, my wedding ring. Gears are turning. The gears are turning. Uh, my wedding ring got stolen by a leprechaun. We have those, right? Oh, do we ever. Oh, the mischief that they cause with their chicanery. Oh, that they would return to the Isle of Migos where they hail from. The uh, leprechauns are from the Isle of Migos? Yes. Little green bastards. Yeah. There are a few that are from the hood, which is the, um, uh, it's a piece of land that juts out over the lake. We call it the hood because it's like the cloak or the hood of a, you know. It's the same shape as a hood. Yeah. Sorry, I just felt the need to justify that yeah. thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if this leprechaun that I saw is currently going back to the hood. <laughs> you real pleased with yourself? <laughs> Earth people are loving it more than that Hogan's Heroes reference. Well, here's what we'll do. Here's, here's what I propose we do. Let's, because we've joined Usador's party, we've joined his quest. Yes, let's I have take officially our party. agreed to join Usador's quest. Let's take everybody that's in our ensemble and let's go get your ring back. Let's go find your one ring. Yes, we can be the fellowship of my ring. Yeah, let's go find your wedding ring. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I'm, I'm very heartbroken that it's gone. It's very precious to me. Oh, oh. you lost yeah. your precious? Yeah. Oh, precious. Yeah. How I love that ring. Oh, I would stare at it sometimes on your finger yeah. and wish that I could have it for my very own. And it, you know, oh, and then if they would just bring me some spiced potatoes. Oh, yes. Yes, I would stay here and hold the ring and kiss it and love it, my sweet precious. Can we go on horseback? Or do you... Because I know you, you told me in secret that you don't like to ride on horses because you usually sit on your balls. <laughs> uh, Is that still a problem? Uh, yes, I, yes, I did tell you that. That's a, a secret. Yeah. Look, it's I, just us. It's just us here, guys. Yeah, it's just us. Yeah. No one has to hear my... Nobody else at the bar is paying attention. My you told me stories. you sit on your own balls. I do, sit on, yeah. I do sit on my own balls. Why don't you stop? Good, it's good advice. But guys, we should get my ring. We should get my ring back. I haven't really talked to you, but like men's wedding rings on Earth have special powers. What? Oh. If you put them on, you're invisible. <laughs> you're invisible to people. To everyone? Yeah, especially women. Why haven't you told me of this great power before? And why don't we get a larger poster for the tavern? <laughs> yes. There's all that space on the wall of the tavern. Yeah. And yet, we have one very small poster in the middle of it. But it is centered. It is. It is. Now, now hear this. It is, it, the poster's a little small, but, you know, originally I looked at it on a much smaller wall. I'm like, this is a great size for this poster. And then I put it on, on that bigger wall, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, you know what? I know nothing about leprechauns. I'm going to ask the Pandanomicon about it. Okay. I've been carrying it around. It's been counting my steps. How many steps do you have today? Well, let, let's ask. Pandanomicon, how many steps did I have today? Please turn me off! 
please turn it off. Pandanomicon, why do you want me to turn you off? Let me sleep. Have you not been letting the Pandanomicon rest in the evenings? Was I supposed to do that? How do I? Of course. You've been leaving it on 25 hours a day? (laughs) There's 25 hours? My God. You didn't know that there's 25 hours in a day? No. It has felt like 32. Sweet goddess foo, please forgive Arnold his digressions. That explains why I always eat dinner so early. Yeah, that explains it. <laughs> but ba- Bandanomicon, are, are, you, are you really having such a hard time being in this stone? Yeah, man. Have you ever stayed awake for a long time? <laughs> no. No. It's been like months. The only thing you've had me do is count your steps. That takes no time. Pandanomicon, list things in Foon that move less than Arnie. Oh, man. (laughs) All right, hold on. Things are a little bit jumbled. (laughs) I'm searching. (laughs) That mountain. (laughs) That big one mountain. (laughs) That never moves. Just one mountain? What about all the other mountains in Foon? Well, the other mountains aren't so fucking lazy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very sorry, Pandanomicon. If you, if, if, you, if you looked more like a human being... That... What? That is specious. Is that what you say about me when I'm not here? If you look more like a human being? It is what he says about I, you. I do. I do. What well, you? you have two options here, Arnold. When you've left a, uh, a sentient being on like this when you uh, have let it go so long. You must either shut it down and give it a long period of time to reset, maybe a month or so, or you can bring it to life. Bring it to life? Yeah, so go ahead, do that. <laughs> uh, what do, what, how do I... Do I have to hit a certain... Oh, oh I guess I'll take care of it. <clears throat> Pandanomicon, this is Usador. This is a spell known as anthropomorphism. Who? Who? Usador. With the wizard, wizard of the Twelfth Realm of Ephesius. Master of Light and Shadow. Manipulator of Magical Delights. Devourer of Chaos. Champion of the Great Halls of Tarrakis. The elves know me as Fangy Yelly. No. <laughs> the dwarves know me as Zona Hookstangies. None of this is ringing a bell. The name sounds familiar. Oh, uh, all right. Listen to me now, Pandanomicon, as I whisper to you softly and closely. He's got that stone way up in there. <laughs> I breathe into you as we He's writing the alphabet with his tongue on it. Oh. Oh my god. The rock seems to like Yeah. Oh, it's all it's like like more power to him, but also like the breath of life be within you. Let the breath of life find you and may you take form. I be on self finally and fully at last. Corain Poreth shall be shall be Shall bean. Oh, shall bean. Like you shall be a being. All right, fine. Fine, I'm alive. You've made me alive. Great. Pandanomicon, are you... Are you Spintax now again? No. I was never Spintax. I'm his words brought to life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally normal stuff. Yeah, of course. Should we take a minute and just re-explain everything to Arnie? 
take 20 or 30 yes. minutes and just see what has happened. You've fallen through a magical portal into the magical world. It was world behind a Burger King. Your wife and child were left yes, behind. Yes, uh, you do coast a weekly talk show here from the tavern of a million You're bad at math. In the town of Hogsface. In the town of Hogsface in the land of food where you meet all manner of mystical creature and fellow. And this, uh, this shirt was white when you came here. This shirt was white. You know what? I get a lot of shit for this shirt. So you know what? I'm not going to wear it anymore. Sounds like a fair deal. I, people in the Vermilion Minotaur apparently want me to take my shirt off. So finally, what every fan wants is Arnie taking his shirt off. Good audio. <laughs> yes, he's taking it off now. Let me describe it to you. He now has a shirt... That's the same color of the inside of a cantaloupe. Well, well, well. <laughs> Shouldn't you be upstream? <laughs> yes. It is very salmon colored. Guys, I finally got a me shirt. It's yes. me. This is me on my shirt. Yes, it yeah, is you. It is you. Did they push that through the portal to you? Yeah. Uh, I got this through the portal. Your wolf made a shirt that says, I don't want to talk about Earth stuff. And it's a picture of me. Also, I suspect people on Earth will just be really engaged and captivated about this shirt. You might have missed yeah, that. Like if, I, like if I were on Earth and I just started talking about this shirt, people would be like, oh, please, keep talking about this shirt. Well, let's talk to the book incarnate. <laughs> so, Pandanomicon, tell me about leprechauns. Oh, all right, right into that. Hold on. Uh, all right, leprechauns. Uh, L, hold on. <laughs> You were uh, so much faster in a stone. <laughs> yeah, I was well-rested. I got to say, as a human, he looks like my friend's... Uh, I had a friend who died, and I talked to his spirit after he died, and he was so grateful he was dead, and he reminds me of that friend. Uh, okay, uh, leprechauns of Foon uh, live at the end of rainbows. Uh, they must be under four foot nine inches. Uh, pension for gold, cross-reference, sea dragon, hoarders, etc. <laughs> can I clarify that you can get too tall to be a leprechaun? You can just grow out of it? Yes, absolutely. Ah, I did not know that. If your parents were leprechauns and you're 410 or above, you're just a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's possible. I, don't, I didn't measure him. It's possible a weirdo stole my ring. Well, then that's a crime. <laughs> also, sometimes two leprechauns will stand on each other's shoulders and wear a trench coat and try and, you know, get into bars and yeah. stuff. Are so. leprechauns not allowed in bars? No, they're too mischievous. Oh. They're scamps. They're little scamps. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, and, and the problem is that too many children try to dress up like leprechauns for a long time to get into bars. So then we had to outlaw that leprechauns could get into bars, too. And then they started doing the leprechaun stacking trick. Now the children also do the leprechaun stacking trick. The children dress like leprechauns and then stand atop one another. There's a lot of layers going on. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using rocket money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash 
Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, let's, let's talk to our first guest. Uh, I'm so excited, guys. Uh, I, I don't even really know how to introduce this guest I don't know if it has a, a gender or, or even a, a name. It's just kind of like a, a, a vapor or a smoke. Um, but uh, please, uh, a round of applause for... Hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Real excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for pleasure to meet you. Are we? Did Arnie say that right? Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, I don't like it if people pronounce my name too close to me because you could inhale me. Oh. Um, but yeah, the correct pronunciation is. Yeah. Oh, I see. There's a little like a. Is it? I see. That's a good one. That's a. But good don't one. don't don't do it too, too close too to. Close. So if I accidentally do inhale you. What should I do? You know, it happens. You don't really, you don't, I don't enjoy it, but it happens. Uh Uh-huh. But you won't really experience much. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe feelings of comfort, pleasure. Uh, You know, it depends on the state of mind you were already in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. So what, like what I'm a T-nuck. You're a a T-nuck? I'm a T-nuck, yeah. I'm, I'm a byproduct, really. I get created as a... A byproduct of spells. You know, uh, cats Arnold, have wizards. I, uh, sorry, have I, not, have I not told you of Tinox before? No. Oh, yes, I create them all the time with all my magical dealings. Yes. Oh, you know about that? Oh, yes, of course. I Whenever I cast a magical spell, part of the uh, byproduct is a Tinox. Yeah. Yeah, and if they ever render you a service, as my Dr. John likes to say, you better tip a Tinox. <laughs> In other realms, there are byproducts created by the way people get around or, mm-hmm. you know, the things they eat create byproducts. Uh, sometimes people don't know or they don't care, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, every time a wizard casts a spell, yeah. really in any realm, a Tinuk is uh, created, and then it lives forever. Wizards should think more consciously about the byproducts they're creating. You should really be worrying about your Tinuk footprint. Meh. <laughs> I'm not that worried about it. I'm pretty sure that magic will catch up and be able to uh, keep us all safe. Well, there was a few... A few years ago, there was a law passed that was requiring wizards to do like a wizard pool, where like they all pool their magic together oh. so that it's less waste. Create less Tinux. Oh, I yeah. see. So, but that didn't pass. So, yeah. We never asked to be created, you know, but we're here, you know. Oh, sure. And then once you're here, you're here forever. You know? Forever? Yeah. Forever, ever? Yeah. Forever, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. 
So what kind of spell created you? Uh, it was uh, a spell called Sixpence Nunned the Richard. <laughs> yeah. What's that? It, uh, it was a spell. I, I was originated from a spell called Sixpence Nunned the Richard. Uh, Sixpence Nunned the Richard. Yeah, there was this wizard who hated this guy named Richard, right? Richard, uh-huh. uh, yes, he was a bastard. Yeah. And uh, so this wizard, he really hated Richard, see? And so for six nights in a row, he snuck in while Richard was sleeping in his chambers, and he pricked him uh-huh. one time per night for six nights. Oh, and a then prick? The... Uh, like, every night a prick? Every night. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I wasn't there yet. Uh, so anyway, you know, uh, the wizard, he snuck in, he pricked him. On the sixth night of being pricked, uh-huh. uh, Richard became a nun, and now he's been living in an abbey ever since. And I was originated on that night, sixth night of Six Pinned Nunned the Richard. <laughs> six Pinned Nunned the Richard. It was a good spell if you didn't like Richard. Yeah. Because now he's living in an abbey somewhere as a nun. So he would just sneak in at night under the milky twilight? <laughs> Twas a magnificent spell cast by none other than I, Usador! Oh, you... Because Richard is kind of an asshole. Wow. So in That's a... such a great story. Do you want anything to eat or drink? Can I get you some beef and barley? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll take whatever you got. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, I mostly just enjoy the smells. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm feeling a little stunned because it's sort of like, uh, you know, meeting your dad for the first time. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you kind of created me, dude. Y- yes, I definitely created you. Uh... How's it going? Artie, pay attention, because you might have this moment one day. That's hopeful. That means he'll meet yeah. his baby. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's been okay. I, uh, I've been through a lot of realms, through a lot of times. I've seen a lot of stuff, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. I only got to Foon, really, with a... I was traveling with a circus. I got inhaled... Uh, by a gypsy years oh, ago, oh, and he didn't exhale for a really long time. Oh, really? Yeah. How long did you live in those gypsy lungs? Oh, it's been years, uh-huh. years, until the circus just arrived here in Hog's Face, and I got out. Wow. Yeah. So, Usador, do you care at all that, that this is a, well, a Tinook that you made? Of course I care. I think about it all the time. All the little Tinooks I leave around. That's why I mention it so much on the podcast every week. Yeah, do you even listen? No, no. he's always talking about Tinox. You're always talking about your Tinox? Yeah, you, you know how I'm always talking about that. I'm surprised you even know what it is. A lot Are of people you, don't even know. This is such a potentially awkward question. Are you a boy or are you a girl? Uh, genderless. Oh, genderless. genderless. Yeah, I'm just like a vapor smoke uh, oh. that will exist for all time. For all time? Yeah, once I was originated, yeah. Uh-huh. That yeah. was sort of a rude question, but I also have a question that might be inappropriate. Are you financially stable? <laughs> I mean, I'm a hustler. I get by. You know what you I mean? You get by? Yeah, I, I take care of business. I've been, I've been a lot of places. I've seen a lot of stuff, you know? In Foon alone, I've seen the Dark Lord, been in the Dark Lord's chambers. You know What's what I mean? that? Yeah. You've been in the Dark Lord's chambers? Yeah, it wasn't a real big deal. He didn't yeah, know What do you mean it wasn't a real big deal? All my days and nights are committed to thinking about the Dark Lord and how I may someday defeat him. I, yea, someday I may gather a fellowship, a fellowship of this ring of Arnold's. I, and then we shall gather together. I, the 
three of us in Tom Lane, Belleroth, and Pimberly Nimblebottom, and that makeup artist whose name escapes me, <laughs> and whoever else said yes, and we shall ride, ride towards the dark land of the Dark Lord. And if you have any information, anything at all that you know about this Dark Lord, you must share it now. He it is of s- the most critical nature. Well, well, before you answer, I have a rule for the podcast that if Usador talks for a minute straight, I, I go to a commercial. <laughs> So Fair um, enough. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I'm always looking for new sponsors for the podcast. We're getting some uh, from Earth. But I also have a new sponsor from Foon uh, that I'm very excited about. Uh, maybe I'll try to play our sponsor music here in my laptop that is right in front of me. Great object work. Hello, everyone. My name is Linda Holmes, and I host Top Torture Happy Hour. A weekly panel discussion beamed directly into the puny minds of all those in Foon who would resist the awesome power of the Dark Lord. I will be joined this week, as every week, by my colleagues Stephen Thompson. I am a scribe for the Dark Lord's horrific compendium of torture music. Now that's what I call torture music, volume one. <laughs> and Glenn Weldon. I write about tomes, illustrated manuscripts, and infernal magics for the Dark Lord's newsletter, Quake in Fear, You Witless Fools. This week we will gather once again in the Dark Lord's Citadel in historic Dungeon 44 to discuss our favorite methods of torture used by our Dark Master to exert his will on the weak and defenseless of Foon. Yes, we will talk thumbscrews, the Iron Maiden, the Judas Chair, and as always, the Pair of Anguish. And we'll close with our favorite segment, What's Making Us Happy This Week. It, uh... It'll be the Dark Lord. It's always the Dark Lord. Praise his magnificent cruelty. So get ready for top torture happy hour. Not that you can, really. I mean, the Dark Lord will just beam it into your tiny, tiny brains, and you couldn't resist it if you tried. But try to anyway. That will just make the pain more exquisite. It, it occurs to me that I should screen our sponsors. We, we have a surprising number of, of like, just straight-up evil, sp- evil sponsors. Is that true? Yeah. You said, I'm so sorry. I got a, a Dark Lord-related sponsor of the podcast. We, I don't hear them. You don't, you, don't, you don't hear our sponsors? No, you, don't you add those in later? <laughs> uh, well, we... Clearly never talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, Usador, I'm so sorry that later on, after we're done, I'm going to actively add an evil sponsor into the no. podcast. Why would you do such a thing? I don't well, know, but there's it, no way to stop myself from doing it later on. At least it isn't Bungary Chubbins, the chamber pot salesman. <laughs> I'm thinking about six-pinning him. Speaking of the Dark Lord, like, you know, if... If a Teenuk doesn't have like a strong wizard presence in its life, it gets it could get involved with, with dark dealings like the Dark Lord. I, but I feel like that's a phase a typical Teenucker goes through. Like I feel <laughs> like at a certain age, a Teenucker is like wants to be left alone. Will spend a lot of time in lungs and just be like, don't I don't want to talk to anybody. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, I was angry for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you find your own way. You yeah. know what I mean? The angry, dark... angry at the Dark Lord. So am I. Yeah, he was all right. He was like, um, he was kind of short. Actually. Really? Yeah, he's kind of short. Uh, 
Smells like salt and vinegar chips. Sort of. Oh, I love salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> do you love the smell of them? I do. Oh, no, I know that voice. My word. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is, this is the one where Arnie dies. How are the feats going, Arnie? Ah, uh, it's, it's Arnor the warrior who's promised to kill me. Zero steps recorded today. <laughs> what, what's an amazing feat to... To not move your to feet. To not move your feet. I know I'm in mortal danger, but I feel compelled to tell new listeners that <laughs> about a year ago, Arnor the Warrior is very angry at me for having a similar name to his. Mm. He said if I could accomplish more feats than him in half a year, that he wouldn't kill me. Uh, it's actually been more than half a year. Um, how many? Yeah, what happened? Why didn't you show up sooner to kill Arnie? You know, that's a good question, Guess Muenas. <laughs> Yes, I've done it again. <laughs> as soon as I left here, I accomplished four more feats. First, I finished off the wild boar of McShingle Shane Forest. Ooh. Then, I eternally buried the Encyclopedia of Brittany Carr. <gasps> what were those words again? <laughs> the Encyclopedia of Brittany Carr. She's a prophetic crow. Oh. Who knows everything that will happen in Foon until the end of time. And she tells it to people door to door. She goes around door to door. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's all written down, and if it fell into the wrong hands, why, that would be the end of Foon. Wow. So I buried it in a place unknown to anyone else. Then I accomplished my 41st feat. I slew the Leviathan of the Thalassan Sea. And after that, I hurried to retrieve the stolen golden pineapples of King Albane Belleroth. Uh-oh. Well, I returned those golden pineapples, but Belleroth wasn't able to receive them. And do you know why, Arnie? Not... He was dead! <laughs> he was dead! He still is. <laughs> Damn! My adopted father who took me in after I feasted on a dozen Fingarians and saved his life. He was dead. Oh, I mourned his death. They told me it was natural, but yet he was just four score and one years old. So I ripped open his chest. Oh, what? Hold on. <laughs> Wait, you ripped open someone's chest? Also, how much is that? Four score? 81. 81, 81. Okay, I'm not good. You're not I'm good not at good, math. I'm not good at old-timey math. Old-timey math? Yeah, or, or now-timey math here. <laughs> Look, we've got better math on my world. I ripped open his chest because I suspected foul play, and I was right. His heart was ripped in two. Probably, but you could have done that when you ripped open his chest. <laughs> like, how precise of a chest ripping... Actually, now, I'm pretty sure I didn't... The rip in his heart wasn't consistent with the rip in his chest. Oh. They were slightly off. <laughs> so I knew I didn't do it. Okay. You'd have to dig pretty deep to get the yeah. heart and the chest at the same time. That's right, yeah. Mostly yeah, and I also just... you ruin the topsy. In Foon, when someone dies, we perform a topsy. It's like, you know, someone dies, and we're like, aw, topsy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah, They're dead, fun. and you put them on top of a table, and you yeah. spin them real fast. Yeah. And, and if they fall off, it's a topsy-turvy. Yeah. 
But if, they're, if their feet point at someone, you have to kiss that person. Back to my story. I have been looking for the murderer of King Albane Belleroth. Oh. Well, Died of natural causes. What you gonna do? Yeah. I've looked high and low. I've only accomplished four feats in the last year wow. because I've been working on my 43rd feat. So we're kind of tied for the last year. What? How many, how many, how many, did you have more babies or what? <laughs> huh? I hope not. Uh, no, I mean, I probably had four feats in the last year. What have you done? Uh, Zero steps today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard you were looking for that lunar feet. sword. How's that going? Uh, I'm getting really close right. to getting the lunar right. sword. Good for you. Yeah. I know of one feat. Look in now upon his very chest where his own visions doth lay across his body. A shirt with his own face on it. You're yeah. Wi- you're wearing a shirt. No, no he, he grew You're wearing a, a shirt? He grew a chest head. Ha-ha. <laughs> you put on... I'm wearing the skin of a lion I killed in my garden. But that lion doesn't have your face. Wait, I'll, I'll, hold on. First of all, you just found that lion in your garden? No, it was, it was shitting in my garden. Ugh. And I, was, I actually was trying to just capture and release it, you uh, know? Sure. But lions are fragile if you don't handle them right. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, uh, the most I, you fragile of all animals. Oh, you can't, you can't grab it by the tail because then it just rips right off, you know? It still writhes in your hand, but, you know, yeah. no big deal. They grow it back. But I, I went to just gently scoop it up out of my strawberry patch, and I accidentally crushed it. And I thought, well, I'll just, let's make, you know, waste not, what not. I'll wear it. You, so I you, put it on. What did you do with the rest of it? <laughs> I wasted it. <laughs> Arnor, I know you're, you've promised to kill me, but how are you doing, buddy? You seem to have a real sadness about you since well, last my, time that we saw you. My adopted father is dead. How do you think I feel, Arnie? Arnie. <laughs> I'm sure that's bad. Arnie, I want to clear something up. Yeah? People say your name isn't shorter than mine, but it is. Uh-huh. It's really exactly the same. No. <laughs> we've gotten a if lot, we've spelling, gotten a lot of emails about that. If you're spelling our names... A-R-N, you're at the same place, but then as you look for the next letter, I comes before O, and it's faster to spell. So your name is technically shorter than mine. Got you there. Yeah. It does. It does. I, I, I don't want to, but I got to count that as a feat. Feet 43. Well, feet 44 is finding the murderer of King Albane Belleroth. So do you know what I've done? I've searched high and low. I've gone to the darkest places in Foon. You know, I went to the Ruffled Feather. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that bar you went to. Yeah. 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 I went to the Smoldering Widow. (gasps) And do you know who I found there? What? Dorian DeVille. (gasps) Never met him. Yes. Yes, He wasn't supposed to be there. Don't breathe in so deeply in shock or you'll suck up the bed. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. We're sorry. It's just very shocking. I'm still here. It's okay. Okay. So, so I do have a question for you. You said, like, the effects of you are different depending on your state of mind. Like, if, like I'm kind of really, like, scared and nervous right now. Yeah. What would happen if I inhaled you now? Oh, uh, you'd, like, get a little bit of a body buzz, and then your mind would slowly relax. Oh. Yeah. Look, if anyone is going to breathe in, it's going to be me. You, Sidora, 
really, I don't know if we're there yet, man. <laughs> Maybe we should, like, take a walk, have a talk, you know what I mean? Sure, I'd, I'd like that. Wait, you, you guys are related? I, I created it. Hey, that's a feat, right? <laughs> you better believe yeah. it. I also did it while turning a fellow into a nun. That'll show him. Yeah, he's having no fun. Yeah. No fun at all. Yeah. None fun. That's right. Thank you, Ben Denomicon. That's right. <laughs> I gotta say, for wasting the rest of a line except for his head, Arnor, you should you should deduct a feat, right? Also, I feel like you said you were on 43. Yeah. I feel like any feat above 42nd feet is just like, meh. Like, yeah, 42 up feels pretty good. Up to 42nd feet, it's pretty great. And then I, after that, it's like, yeah. meh, like, why go up there? Well, it's true. Yeah. 42 feels right. Yeah. You just want to sit in that for a little while. Yeah. All right, deduct a feet for the waist. Now I'm back at 42. Wait, so he was at 43. <laughs> we deducted one. How many There's is that? There's so much math. So he was much at 43. Math. He deducted one. He, he was at 43. Help he me help you. one. Okay. That is... I know. Oh, I keep uh, just looking at the... I'm thinking that the number... It's, it's 42 somewhere. That's it. 42. Okay. That's yeah. a feat. That's a feat for Arnie. I did, I did some basic math. Oh, uh, right. Can feats, can feats be graded on how hard they are for you? Oh, sure. One of my feats is learning to read. Oh, Arnor. Yeah. Did you struggle learning to read? I sure did. But I did it. All right. Now. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, Arnor, but I happen to be a book. Read me. Yeah. Read this guy. Sure. Yeah, and if you read him, I'll buy you a personal pan pizza. <laughs> yeah. Come on. But you have to make a reservation. Oh. You must book it. Yeah. Let me turn here to page 43. I walked... Into the smoldering widow. There was Dorian DeVille. Well, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed to be trapped in the astral plane for a prank he played on my loincloth. So I grabbed him by the throat and thrust him against the wall. I threatened to pound his face like I pounded the Bornean bear. And he cried out, I know who killed Albane Belleroth. Who, I said. Your answers will be at the Vermilion Minotaur, he said. Wait a second. That entry is not within me. I know. <laughs> that is a first-person tale from Arnor's point of view. Guys. I'll tell you it's written in the Encyclopedia of Brittany Carr. Look. And do you know what else is written there? My revenge. Oh. Guys, I really don't think Arnor can read. <laughs> right? Plus, his what? revenge is like, buried somewhere, right? Yeah. Has anyone seen him pick up a book, read it, and not just wait, start wait. talking about things that he's done? Arnie, like, if you're right, then that means he lied about one of his feats, which means he might have lied about all of his feats. Well, here's one feat I'm not lying about. Arnie! Oh, feats don't fail me now. <laughs> You killed my adopted father, <gasps> King Albane Belleroth. I'm going to go to Earth and kill your adopted father. I wasn't adopted. <laughs> Just lie and also, tell him somebody's I didn't, name. I didn't. Tell him somebody's name on Earth to kill. Um, uh, it's been so long since I've been on Earth. It's, it's like I keep forgetting Earth stuff. I've got to think of an Earth person for you to kill. 
Um, Think of somebody like in politics who. Yeah. <laughs> it's really complicated. <laughs> Look, don't kill anybody on my behalf. Vengeance is mine, Arnie. Once you've killed my adopted father, you have to face the consequences. And to kill you would be too easy. Oh no, that sword is definitely steel. (laughs) And you wouldn't suffer, Arnie. So this blade is going to go to earth with me. And it's going to be thrust into the heart of someone you love. It's going to rip open both chests and heart at the same time. And the the lines will match up. Uh Uh-huh. And then you will mourn and grieve as I mourn and grieve the death of King Albane Billeroth. This is really good stuff. (laughs) Well, but look, first of all, that's horrible to try to kill someone that I love, but also, like, you can't get to Earth. I can't get to Earth. No one here has been able to get to Earth. I could get there pretty easy. I'm just a vapor. I could just, like, just poof right through that hole. You could? Yeah. Oh, my God, she's totally gone! Hey, ha! I now have the power to get to Earth. Oh, you sucked up that lady, dude! (laughs) (laughs) Vapor! Vapor, are you in there? Oh, my God, he's screaming in his own lungs. Yeah! Oh, Dude, that's she your said daughter. It was easy, Arnie. Oh my God, oh, this is messed up. <laughs> as as crazy and captivating as this is, I can't stop staring at your adorable lion head. <laughs> it might have been a cup. It might have oh. been a lion cup. It's so died much really guys, easy. So much cub death. Oh, well, it was. I just feel like I just feel like somewhere in the multiverse there are cubs that are doing okay. Yeah. I'm not tonight. <laughs> Listen to me. I must ask you, take Arno away to Earth, but come back to me so that we may spend time together. I can teach you how to cook, how to drink, how to cast magical spells and create more of yourself. I will miss you while you are gone. And the cat's in the cradle and the saddle for Little boy blue in the man in the moon. When you're coming home, that I don't I want to say that sounds like a cat I know named Steven, but I know that's not right. (laughs) No, No, you snore. Listen, Arnold, there's a beautiful music coming out of your nose. Yes, and soon blood will be spilling out of the chest of someone you love. Just as beautiful music pours out of my nose. But just so you know, I love a lot of people on Earth. I love, like, the entire state of Florida. Start there. (laughs) Oh, blood will be spilled, honey. Prepare to weep, for soon those you love will find eternal sleep. Oh, yes. Oh, God, that fucking rhymed. (laughs) While you are on Foon here, meandering and bored, soon your loved ones will be at the end of my sword. And you will weep, and you will blub, for your family will be as dead as a tiny lion cub. This guy's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> no lie, I'm adding this to my margins. So farewell, Arnie. Well, you know what? what? Arnor, know this. What? If you hurt anyone I love, there is nothing that can save you. There is no receptacle. I will come down on you like those vultures on your testicles. Whoa! For new listeners... <laughs> 
the buzzards of Skur ate Arnor's testicles, I think. It's a little uh, ambiguous. Well, that would take a lot of verve, Arnie. It would take a lot of pep, but to kill me first, you're going to have to take a step. Oh. No! For Arnie, you have made me so dang pissed that I escaped to Earth with the power of the mist! Aye, but here I do hold you here with this power of my freeze I and you shall eject my own creation that daughter with a breeze from thine mouth you shall eject her out and she shall be free and allowed to float about yeah dude not without his daughter because you know what Yusuf possesses a certain set of skills a certain set of skills that makes him a nightmare for people like you dude and you shall not move not another step farther because I shall protect Arnie, his family, and his adoptive father. I am now here as this spell is cast and set. How Arnie has wronged you, Arnor shall forget! It's like he was waiting to exhale. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. Guess minus. Hello, how's it going? Well, I haven't seen you in years. Uh, yes, it's yeah. good to see you again, old friend. Well, uh, I hope you understand I'm doing very well in my feet pursuit. Oh. Yes, how many do you have now? Five. Oh, wow. wonderful. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? I, I've always wanted to meet you. My name is Arnold Kneekamp. Oh, <laughs> a pleasure to meet you, yeah. Arnold Kneekamp. Why, if you completed ten feats, well, you could shorten your name even more than mine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well... I'll be on my way. Hey, tell you what. Uh, go ahead. My horse is tied up around back. Go ahead and use him, because I know that's no trouble for you. The, the horse? Yeah. I could use him? Yeah, go ahead. O- okay. Because I know... Well, I know you want to sit I, on your balls. When I ride a horse, I sit on my balls. Yeah. What? What? Wait, how... Oh, oh. Where are my balls? <laughs> what happened to my balls? What have you done? I blame you! I'm going to kill you, Arnold Kneekamp! Damn it! I really, really thought I solved this. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I, I felt like we were... I will be back as soon as I retrieve my testicles. I'll have my revenge! Give me half a year. Oh, in half a year, no ifs, ands, or buts. I will avenge the taking of my nuts! <laughs> I am so, so sorry. I think that went great. I am so sorry, Arnie. I mean, at least he didn't go after any of my loved ones. Yeah, true, but it's just kind of out of the frying pan and into the fire, you know? Plus, we never taught him how to read! Yeah, I know! And you know what? He wouldn't have to go all the way to Earth to find people I love, because there are a lot of people that I love here. Yourself. I love myself. (laughs) Self-love is important. Yeah, it is important. It's not selfish. Yeah. I have a question about self-love. Does the Pandemonicon, how does it track my steps? Just, I just listen. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Just seems like a common question a person might have. If they had some sort of step tracking device. I don't know. There's a unicorn in the front row that knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well... Arnie, I'm sorry that this happened to you again, but know that we have your back and we love you too. You in no way had my back during that. I couldn't think of a rhyme. It was a rhyme battle. 
If yeah. it was a limerick battle, hell yeah, but rhymes. That's right. Tell tell me one of your one of your limericks. Oh. You put me on the spot. I won't sing a song. I got both my nuts and my dong. Now say a limerick. <laughs> I know. Your shirt's out of place. It has your own face. I'm the badger who says bing bong. That's a limerick. Usador, thanks so much for saving my loved ones from Arnor. It was my pleasure, Arnold, for I did fear that when he would travel to Earth and realize that you have no adoptive father there, he would return to Foon and then try to kill me. Well, thanks for bringing me back. I know you brought me to existence once and then you just brought me back again and I'm awful grateful. Yes, of course. Would you like to maybe go somewhere and get some breakfast? Yeah. Maybe we could, like, um, you know, get some uh, hashed spiced potatoes. Uh, put some hot sauce on them. I would like that. I don't want to get in the way, but um, you brought me to life also today. Oh, really? So... Do you want to come along? I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here with me every week. You're my family here on Foon. And, oh. and Panamacon, I'm excited that, you know, when I talk to you, I can look you in the face, and it reminds me of an old morally ambiguous friend, Spintax the Green, and I'm just excited that you're sort of reuniting with Usador. Yeah, thanks for this opportunity. I was planning on being a lot more of a real bitch about things, but you know, he kind of softened my heart. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And you know what, I don't do this enough, but uh, before we end the podcast, I want to thank everybody in the Vermilion Minotaur for putting up with us every week. And I, I know you all have busy lives with your own adventures in Foon, but, you know, thanks for coming back, and you're always welcome. And uh, thank you from Hello from the Magic Tavern. And as we fade out on an audience wondering if they've entered the realm of diminishing returns, let's remember that none of that really happened. I mean, a podcast festival? Sounds like an impossible Kobayashi Maru scenario for marketing students. Anyway, Usador the Lighter Blue was played by Matt Young. And once I finish my combustion engine powered by interrupting, Matt may be the savior of us all. Chunt the King of the Badgers was played by Adol Refai. Here's a drinking game for you. Do a shot every time Adol commits. Now enjoy your new life of sobriety. Pandanomicon, the spin tax book given consciousness, then turn real, or whatever we came up with in place of having a show Bible, was played by Charlie McCracken. <laughs> the Keenock was played by Holly Laurent. Holly and Charlie both perform every week with the improv group The Reckoning at I.O. West in L.A., where support and exploration are more important than laughter. Arnor the Warrior was played by Blaine Swen. Blaine is the founder of the Improvised Shakespeare Company, which performs all over the place, including big cities like Manhattan and L.A., when the very best members of the group are showcased, while the lesser, flawed members are left behind, like the little cowgirl doll in Toy Story 2, while the theme music for lesbianism plays in the background. Learn more about Improvised Shakespeare by going to improviseshakespeare.com. Keep an eye out for Brendan Dowling's Medieval Recipe of the Week. I'm still reheating last week's Frosted Eel. 
Special thanks to the other podcast hosts who wrote and performed pieces for the show. Aaron Menke from Lore, as well as Linda Holmes, Stephen Thompson, and Glenn Weldon from NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. I'd say more about NPR, but I can't imagine them being around for long under the next administration. Greg, bring us home! And by that I mean, do the part of this that no longer interests me. Hello from the Magic Tavern was produced by Arnie Niekamp, Evan Jakover, and Ryan D. Georgie. This one edited by Garrett Schultz. Music by Andy Poland, logo by Allard LeBon, additional audio effects by Jason Knox, production assistance by Garrett Schultz. You guys have heard it all before. Visit us at hellofromthemagictavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks so much to the Now Hear This Festival for having us. Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Thanks to Midroll. And hey, thanks to Earwolf. Don't forget about our next live show coming up in Chicago, November 19th, with special guest Scott Asset from 30 Rock and many other awesome things. You can go to chicagopodcastfestival.org for more details and to get tickets for that. Seriously, we had to kidnap Scott Asset and, like, condition him up here in the space station to convince him to do this, so make it worth our while. Go see the show. Oh, did I feed him today? Oh, I don't know if... I, sh- I should go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, bye. November 19th. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the Outer Lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. I promise to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.